It really is just an illusion. <laughs> and the reason I'm laughing is because we all have victory, because we're all alive in Christ. If you're reborn and you have handed your life to Jesus, you don't need to be deceived anymore. You really can hear with your ears, see with your eyes. <laughs> you're raised with the Lord, raised from the dead. And we are alive together in one body, joined spiritually together. This world, as you know it, is right next to the spiritual world. And uh, this world, as you know it, doesn't really exist. Because it's a material world. Material world, as in testy monies. Test your money, test your material world and it's really a test on the heart which is the earth and so uh, because God is love I think this is all a journey of of testing of your heart and refining you uh, so that we can become children of God uh, this is not all part of my sermon today <laughs> but you know while I was watching this video <laughs> I was thinking to myself you know it's quite funny, actually, because God laughs at these guys, okay? Everything that they're doing, don't worry, because the Lord's in control. Why are we in this position? Well, because we didn't believe in God. We didn't have faith. We didn't trust God. So he gave us over to our enemies, and he scattered us. And at the moment, we're all being refined. He's finding out who his children are as in the harvest, the judgment, and all of those things. So I'm finding anyway. <sighs> so it's just an illusion. That's my sermon today, 25th of March, 2023. <laughs> uh, it's Aisha from God FM. You can find us on Podbean, Spotify, Amazon, Samsung, Apple, Chrome, Love Heart Radio, BitChute. Uh, we're not on YouTube anymore. Um, and Telegram, you can find us on various platforms as well. All our videos are on BitChute and also on GodFM Media. We're also on GodFM News, GodFM Bible School and GodFM Sermons and God's Home School too. Uh, if you want to email me, please do admin at godfm.org.uk. And we also have a WhatsApp group, so just let me know if you want to join that. <laughs> the world as you know it is just, well, an illusion. 
So I'm finding. How did this all get going? Well, you know, it's funny. After I read the Bible, I thought, you know, well, that's fine. I know the story of the Bible. That's good. I was very pleased with myself. <laughs> I read all the other books. <laughs> so I'm really getting somewhere. Then I realized I didn't know anything at all. <laughs> so the Lord gives me all sorts of dreams, all about truth and lies. And all my dreams, you know, in the very early stages were all about truth and lies. And I get a lot from the Lord in my dreams. And so I always pray to God about it before I go to bed that he'll keep me safe from the wicked one and give me dreams that I'll remember as well. <laughs> and so he does, he gives me wonderful dreams, explaining things. And uh, it's often what leads me to do sermons like I'm doing today. So, but what I've also found is, well, it was first about truth and lies. And it was different segments and aspects and perspectives, as in, you know, a wheel within a wheel, time within a time, uh, the word written, the word spoken, the word manifest in the flesh, you know, the, the word in heaven, the word in the Bible, the word in the flesh, as in Jesus. Then it was all about clean lips. <laughs> that... Uh, there must be no lies in you. It's also all about the fire being tested with your testy monies. I've had the banking training as well in my dreams. So, certain parts of it anyway, not all of it. I don't know anything really. <laughs> I can only see what I'm, what I'm given. <laughs> I could tell you one thing, God is real <laughs> and he loves you so much. I, um, as I was playing this video, I had this memory that I had one time I was, um, I'd come back from holiday in Turkey and my life had reached a sort of somersault time and just the uh, year before I'd been storm raided by the government at my business and, uh, and the Lord had said, oh, I'm with you, don't worry. So uh, everything turned out okay enemy did not succeed of course because the lord says if i'm with you no one will prosper against you and it doesn't matter if the whole world comes against you if the lord's with you so you know i was very very much tested with my faith and found out that yes everything he says is true but this you know journey after i'd come back from turkey we'd had a horrible time there and it was horrible things and um i was walking along the road and i imagined all of the people uh, had done this on a stage, all bowing down before me. I thought, what a strange thing to think, you know. <laughs> hmm. But now I don't think it's so strange because I really think this is a stage. And I've been dreaming a lot about stages and videos and bits of the videos missing and all sorts. And so what I want to illustrate to you today about the truth is that it's the only truth. Jesus is the only truth. 
but also everything to do with Satan is an illusion, the material world, uh, time, space, matter. Yes, all of this has to be joined together through the air, king of the air, which is Satan. And this reality is just right next to the spiritual reality, which you can't see. But that's more real than the physical world. So I'm finding anyway. <laughs> I hope you're all having a lovely day. No matter what you're going through, please know that God is with you and he loves you so very much. Please also remember that this is just a teeny weeny segment of your journey, this part on earth. This is like school, I think. and. It really is a teeny-weeny segment, if you make it, right, if you're saved. So this world doesn't really matter compared to this long string and this portion of Earth journey in the string segment is only a teeny-weeny section of this string. So, but it's all according to God's will and purpose for you. And it's a journey that only you can do. And each one of us does our own little journey. So amazing. And there is only one truth. Okay, so just to give you a proper example of this. Before I really got studying the word and everything else, I hadn't really realized how important the truth was. You know, as in... The truth is the only truth. There's only one truth. <coughs> so, I'd had a relationship with the Lord for some time. And uh, in this journey, I'd, uh, you know, discovered how God works in my life and I'd pray and He'd provide all sorts of miracles. So I knew God was real and I hadn't really read the Bible. I, I knew all the stories and everything. And I'm just an everyday person, okay? I'm nobody special. I'm just just a child of God. And so I'm just telling you my stories so you can get an idea and the perspective from my point of view, of the things that I've gone through. And along the journey, I, when I was, you know, early in my journey, being tested, like in the book of Job, I believe everyone gets tested like this. Um, I found out nothing else matters but God. But before this, I used to think that, you know, all gods that they pray to probably all the same God. Well, no, they most certainly are not. And this is um, such a big revelation. And so, all of these variations are untrue. There's only one truth, and that is God. Uh, Jesus came here and died on the cross to set us free from what we did in the garden. We are here to preach the good news of Jesus Christ, who came and died on the cross for us to set us free. The kingdom of God has come upon you. This is why he says, you will be my witnesses. You have authority over demons and serpents to step on serpents, raise the dead, heal the sick, baptize in my name many nations and heal the sick, raise the dead you know all of these miracles and he wasn't just talking to a few sec a teeny segments of people 
not a special sex. You don't have to be a man to have this ability. And so this is important because if you don't know the truth, then you really are in bondage to lies and then you're veiled from the truth. See, the truth and the light come hand in hand. Um, you can't see if you've been veiled. So this is what I'm finding with all these dreams I get. Hmm. And so when you know the truth, you'll know that there is only one truth. And then you become protective over it. You really do. And because there's nothing else. I mean, I found as well, what happens is you lose everything and then you find that there's actually nothing else to fight for anymore but the truth. And because also when you're abandoned and you've gone through the fire, I guess you could say this is part two of going through the fire for everyone. Um, once you've gone through the fire, you realize that God is real because you found out that you can trust him and nothing really shakes you after that. You become a bit bomb-proof, but like our horse Kyret, um, you know, you could take him on the road, could have an aeroplane right next to him and he wouldn't flinch. You know, he was bomb-proof, what we called bomb-proof. And he was unshakable. And that's what God wants from us. So that we are so firm in our belief. There is no doubt in our minds about the realities and the truth of who God is. Because after he's manifest himself in your life, you know that he's true and he's real. There is no other truth. <laughs> and there's no arguing with the truth. Because once you've uh, experienced the things that he's done, you've been tested then you know that he's true, and that's why you have faith, because you trust the Lord. Because it's when people abandon you that you go to God, and you've got no one else, and then God provides a solution. And in this journey, for me, um, this is what's happened to me. And um, I've had a lot of pity parties, okay? I've really had a hard time with it. I really have, okay? I've thought to myself, many a time I didn't want to be here. Really, that's why I'm sitting here today doing what I'm doing. Because if I can get through it, you can as well. Um, when you've experienced your own family and people that you love betraying you, treating you like you're not part of their family, like an outsider, like a bit like school and you don't fit in anywhere, um, it's because you do actually, you have a special place. You may not be known here on earth, but you are known to the Lord and his angels, yes. And there's a special purpose on your life, a blueprint. It's what I really believe. And uh, there is wheat, and then there is weeds, um, which are sown right next to the wheat. So this is what... The Lord refers to as the harvest that is going on right now. But yes, like I was saying, I, I had a lot of pity parties. I felt very sorry for myself. And if you're going through anything like what I've gone through, then I want you to know that I love you. And God loves you. And you will get through this, yeah. Because I'll tell you something. Our God it is an amazing God and a mighty God. And if he could save a rich like me, he can save you. Yeah. And he came for the sinner. So 
he always comes for the nobodies that are no one important um and he always uses things that you would never expect you know to reveal himself um so for you to see the truth you got to get rid of all the baggage please any pain that you've got take it to god and get rid of it otherwise it'll hold you back uh, it's like a veil it just stops you from communicating with god it's like that um film nemo finding nemo can you hear me <laughs> okay so my summary for today let's get on with it because i've got really so intrigued sorry about that but i want to cover how important this is um the love of the lord okay he is with you no matter how hard it gets never ever let go yeah so i've had a lot of things happen this week and i want to talk to you about all of them in my dreams everything confirms what is going on in the world in the what it, what the lord is showing me um because i also want to share with you some of the light and the outlook as well that the lord has given me a different perspective on um in my dreams i'm going to share with you some dreams and then we're going to discuss them as well um i'm also going to cover various subjects that tie my dreams into this reality and what's really going on in the world uh so it's a slightly different type of sermon today but hopefully it will give you something in terms of focus and understanding of where we are today and who you are in Christ and who God is in your life he needs to be your number 1 hmm. um okay so let's start with my dreams uh dream sunday the 19th of march 2023 beach house in the first part of my dream it was about a beach house and i think a monk worked by the sea and he had his workshop which was a big room with glass doors at the front overlooking the sea and i was thinking i'd love to live in a place like this near the sea so i was telling him um about this oh, sorry it wasn't a monk it was my uncle beg your pardon i was telling him about it um and saying yes he was saying you could you could definitely uh get something in this area if you want to this house uh, there were houses near the front there where his workshop was which overlooked the sea um but it was quite a distance from the pier um next heading his boat in another part of the dream i was buying a boat and i ended up buying a boat that was special and it had to run the engine on a different type of uh, fuel and technology The radio was different to all the other boats and I didn't know that when I bought the boat so I bought this boat uh and it was only 6500 pounds and then when I was parking it by the garage boathouse I was told that they couldn't move the boat because no one knew how to drive it because it was a different type of boat with different technology and I would have to study how to use this boat but i worked out it was probably more simple than other boats 
something about the engine running on different products. The next part of my dream is tubs. Then in another part of the dream, we were in what seemed like plastic bath type tubs in the sea. And I was noticing there were lots of tubs under the water that we didn't see at first. And there was something floating in the area. It was like little tubs sliding up to each other. And the sizes of these tubs were also different. And there were types of boats and they were white, like a bath shape, whitey cream. Uh, next heading car park. Then in another part of the dream, I was parking my three cars at the garage where the boat was and it was undercover and it was like a yard uh, workshop type thing, like a hangar, but like a hangar, yeah, uh, which you get at an airport, but it overhung by the by the sea area. We were going to put the cars undercover and there was lots of space and and I was talking to them about the boat uh, and that's when they said, oh, we can't help you with your boat because of the strange engine and everything else. My next heading is train. In another part of the dream, we were going to school and we were on this really, really fast train. It was just myself and another person on the train and inside the train was no windows it was just one window at the very front and there was a it was very old brown dirty rusty inside train it was it felt like a fairground ride and it was very actually very frightening we we're on this train it was going so very fast and we were on our way to school uh, the people who operated the train uh, they didn't care that we were going to be late they just wanted us there anyway because we were running late it was about an hour travel from where we were going to the school. As we were traveling along this train, we were moving at such a speed that we were going around corners of cliffs that it was very, very dark and scary. And it felt like you could easily fall off the cliff in the train. Um, you couldn't see anything, but through this little window, you could see yeah, all of the, the view ahead of you as you were going so fast. <clears throat> um, but this train was so rusty and this window was a square window just to the left corner at the front of the train and you could see out of it there were rails inside that you hold on to like ones that you get on the subway when you hold on to one of those rails but they were rusty as well uh, we were just going so fast it was like on a train to hell um, it was so frightening. Um, and you could barely hold on to the rails because this thing was going so quickly. My next section is the road village. In another part of the dream, we arrived in this village and we were now in a car and we went round in a loop and we were going quite fast. And we went round the corner and we passed this big house and they had this garden and in the center of the garden they had white slabs which looked like those sheets that you use for plaster walls you know plasterboard and they were like a whitey color and they were placed in the center of the garden and then there was a sitting area 
as well, just round it, with chairs around it. As we were driving around, we were speeding up and everyone was watching us and we were going up to this little road and someone shouted, you know that they are filming everything because in this village they check who comes in so they can find you if you go too fast. Also, when you park your car, you can't park your car permanently because you have to pay for parking. So you have no permanent rights at this village. And then I realized how controlled everything was and I felt very trapped. And you, you couldn't stay there because you didn't belong there, but you couldn't park there and so you'd be fined. It was horrible. Then I was in the village, I was thinking, if only we could go back to the old days where you didn't have all of this technology, but we had freedom. In another part of the dream, I was half awake and I was thinking of a solution of having a computer that had a special login that wasn't visible to the naked eye, but was activated by pressing a button and then having a pinhole button in the back of the computer, which you then press and then that would activate a login in the front, which you could then log in to a whole new program that no one else could be aware of. Basically, from what I could see in my dream, we have moved forward with technology to the point where we are now enslaved. So when I compared it in my mind to the time when I was a child, we didn't have this technology and we were free. At least we believed we were free. But now that we have all of this technology, we are trapped and enslaved and we cannot escape it. There is no escape apart from obviously through the Lord. It seems like a dead end, just like a cul-de-sac and this train. Also, the train journey was about an hour. For some reason, the train was late and the people who ruled everything were angry that we were going to be late, but they didn't really care about your education. Um, so that was that. And then the dream on Monday, which was the following day, in my dream, it was like having videos which were templates and some of them had the beginnings and some of them had the end of the video and it was about matching them. So you had to get the right beginning with the right end. I remember that there was in the video writing and music. So you had different headings. Also some were salvation, some were other things, but you couldn't always tell what the ending was as you had to look at the images, the heading and listen to the words to see what the writing said and end up just with certain pieces of the video and then you had to go and slot it all together with something that matched and it wasn't always so easy to find the right slotting pieces that's all i can remember my next uh, heading is my next dream is following day dream henry i have a student called henry uh, in my dream i went up to henry he was a student and he was dressed like a punk rocker and he was standing facing away from me. So I came up beside him and then he turned his face towards me and he had a mask on, which was a bit like the Friday the 13th mask, but it was an alien mask, like a gray black face mask. And he had long hair and his clothes were black as well, like a black long cape, like a leather one. And he also had white and red in this outfit. Uh, and then he put his arm around me and then 
bent backwards. And so we both bent backwards like a back bend. And I could see in front of the room, I could see a little lamb standing in the room. And that's all I can remember. In the second part of my dream, it was like a video for a story and I was making up the story to publish. And there was this one particular section which was difficult for people because it was about a little girl sitting and wearing a dress with green trees, like palm trees. And the dress was white and then it had these green type trees on it. And she sat staring at the screen. And then there was this other section of this little girl talking and there was something about it which everyone didn't like. I think she was abused and she was talking about the abuse and she was talking on the screen, pulling things out of her pocket and saying nothing, but we were all watching what was going on. And and she was saying, you're not going to get anything from me. That's another thing. And there was other sections of the video. Uh, which I can't remember. I thought to myself, the person who did these videos before, maybe they didn't see these things and didn't share them because they did things differently. But in my dream, I was thinking, I will share this with the people. Hmm. Um, So there were different sections as well in this dream, different people, beginnings and ends. Uh, and certain people were not happy with certain sections of the video. My dream on Wednesday, 22nd of the 23. In my dream, different things were put to me about men and women joining and becoming one. And Satan does everything to copy the Lord, and it's always the opposite to the truth, as in the devil's dead lived backwards and evil. Uh, Why did God put enmity between the woman and Satan? Or was it man uh, as well? And was it the man seed of Satan, which was the first generation of Cain, that came from this? And so we have two seeds. We also know that Enoch was born from Adam and Eve, ultimately. Uh, well, Enoch. <coughs> so we had the son of Seth, and then the generations went down from there. Um, also, in the, this dream, I was reminded that the children of Noah, well, Noah, um, and that generation. They were in this mountain, on the mountain, which was God's mountain, and all the Canaanite people would come to the bottom of the mountain and play music to entice them out of the mountain. And I was shown that the story is key to understanding the pineal gland um, because they also put the lights out in this cave, um, which the Lord had told us not to allow to put the lights out. So maybe something happened with our brains and memory. Somehow this is connected with Jacob seeing the stairway to heaven. And Jacob calls this place Pineal. And the Lord chooses to change his name to Israel. 
The story of Solomon and the temple is also about the head and about switching on the lamp again. But they were defiled in Solomon's way, the way the Lord showed me. And Solomon got led astray. So that way we could not see, because the glory of the Lord is holy, and he cannot risk letting others, people's seeds partake in the glory of the Lord and his abilities. So this is about seeing and knowing the Lord and having the lamp in your head. So we need to explore the names of Solomon, the temple area, the design of the temple, so that you know where the entry is to the temple and the pineal. The other thing that occurred to me is that men are dangerous to women because of what happened in the garden. Is it a mirror reflection as in the final days? Um, because there is nothing new under the sun and this gives us a template for what happens at the end obviously the man um, is not our enemy but um, they've depicted everything that we don't need a woman but you do need a woman to have a baby I think the woman is very important because she's the womb and she's also the abyss because the womb is the abyss and also the matrix. This means that somehow through the birthing process, the portal is opened, the abyss through the womb. And I'll have to look at all the names of the people that were deceived and also the names of the people that built the Tower of Babel, the, the confusing of the languages, um, because the Lord was protecting all of us and himself from invaders from entering the pineal gland as in the temple, as in heavens. Everything is like a mirror reflection of of earth and also our bodies. <sighs> and also, it's also connected with the tabernacle through Jesus Christ in the temple in your head. Make things real because he switches on the lights for you. But Satan comes to switch off the light just like they did in the beginning. This is why I'm reading this, because this all connects to what my sermon is, okay? And this is how I came to do the sermon and to know what I know, what scriptures to uh, bring to you, which the Lord helped me with today. Okay, then on uh, the 23rd of March, 2023, I had a dream and it's called Ark in my dream. I was shown the Ark of the Covenant, but also there was four mentions of the Ark. First, there is the Ark of the Flood of Noah. Then there's the Ark of the Temple. There's the Ark in the Tent. And then there's the final Temple, which is the final Ark. The story of Noah is affecting your Temple in your head. All of this is to do with the Temple in your head. The reason it is called the Ark of the Covenant is because it is the covenant with the Lord. It is also the archway, an ark like a boat for Noah's time, but also a temple. We need to go through all the covenants in the Bible, the first covenant, the second covenant, the third covenant, and the fourth. The first covenant with Adam, the second covenant with Noah, the third covenant with Solomon, the fourth covenant with Jesus Christ, and I think there's a fifth covenant, which is the Revelation, the new covenant which is promised with that. In my dream, I was being shown that I was speaking um, 
And I was also being spoken to with a voice telling me to go look at these things and to ask for information in my dream. Also being shown as well that the covenant is a cover, a bit like the uncovering of Jesus and the unveiling of Jesus and the unveiling of the ark, which is covered and therefore a covenant. So the cover meant. So if you break up the word cover, then you've got cover and then you've got meant. Now the M is actually a double N. Okay, where was I? Hmm. Um, okay, final covenant is the to see Christ, as in the man. Um, and then you've got the ark, which is A R King. So in the this dream, it's also about the government and the the govern, govern and coven as well, covenant, and contains the setting up of the government on earth through the Ark of the Covenant, which is veiled and unveiled at the end. It's all about seeing the truth in Jesus, who is the final covenant, the kingdom of God. There are several components to it. The Bible is the word, and Jesus is the word, and God is the word in heaven. The word is made flesh, and it is also the light and the life that comes alive it is risen from the dead and resurrected, just like the ark. You must look at as it is described in the Bible. Noah has a boat and the family inside, being eight people, and the rainbow. The animals, the supplies, the size of the boat, this all represents the same thing. So it is the words, the ark, and is what is inside of it as well. We've also got to look at the entrance to where the boat entrance was and the fact that the Lord shut the door and opened the door. Then you've got to look at the Ark of the Covenant, the temple and the design and the shape and how big it is, the layout of it and the Ark of the Covenant, which is also the tabernacle. So basically the Ark of the Covenant and the temple and the covenant and the tabernacle are all the same things at different times being described in different ways in a coded way through the Bible. The rainbow, which is white, and all the colors together, which we see at the time of Noah, is also a reflection of Jesus appearing on a white cloud with a rainbow. And the rainbow is also dissected as a word, as into rain and a bow, as in the bow, as you bow down, bow down, and you also have a bow and arrow. And uh, this is a sort of truth and you go with your bow and arrow. And that is why the Lord keeps giving me dreams about the rain as well, raining, because it symbolizes raining, but it's also raining and ruling over the people. <clears throat> then we also need to give the names, give the names of the children of Noah and his wife, and all the names of the gentleman, the ark, the story of, uh, yeah, the name of the gentleman who had the uh, um, ark of David, the, um, the tabernacle, when David put it there as a temporary residence before the temple had been built. So, uh, so in fact, there's three temples, the final covenant type of ark and the covenant in the Revelation. It's also the eight days and eight people on the ark. And that's why the names are so important. Also, David's name and Solomon's name and Emmanuel, they all unlock the meaning of what all of this is. 
So this was my instructions in my dream. Um, I, I couldn't have come up with that by myself, okay? <laughs> Just blow your mind. And I had to sit and really write fast. So some of it's quite hard to remember when you're writing down your dreams. Okay, then the next day, the 24th of March, um, truth videos. In my dream, it was about the truth. And we had videos that were like training videos. Some of the videos were original stories and the others had no volume and sound. Then others were revoiced over and some videos were newly created as some of form of training in history. Uh, in the lesson of truth, it was like a preparation, a video, self-defense and a history lesson all in one. At the end of the dream, I got Emmanuel is the brother of Jesus or a twin. Um, and also we've got the opposite, which is Satan. Maybe it's pole opposites. That's all I can remember. Some of my things don't always make sense, okay, in my dreams, but I write them down and then I find they always connect up later. Okay. Um, so today's dream was called The Illusion. And so it's the 25th of March. In my dream, I was shown a video and I had to come up with a name for it and all the designs for it. And it was about lies and Satan and the Illuminati. And there was a black screen with white writing and the white writing read, it's just an illusion, nothing is real. And the writing was moving on the screen. And I finally decided in my dream to call the video Dave Dave <laughs> because I thought that would stand out and as in the the devil is just an illusion but it also made me think about the pop stars Madonna Michael Jackson who are all just an illusion and not really people all of the famous people are part of the same Illuminati which is an illusion because it's from the devil it's not real and I heard that song, it's just an illusion, and it's just an illusion as the music background. So I also know that Michael Jackson didn't really die, and his name is Dave Dave. So this must be connected as well, because I watched a video all about it, and I could hear Michael's voice. Um, <laughs> there was also many other things that the Lord showed me that were not real it's a lie and therefore it doesn't exist only the truth exists because the truth will set you free but lies keep you in bondage as slaves so the illusion that they have put over you is enslaving everybody it's a program through television media which is television just an illusion so the reality is not real that you see so they project what they want you to see that's why it's called an illusion and the illuminated because it's not the real light and not the truth because Satan is the false light. Um, so in this, like Jesus said, you won't believe me, but you'll believe someone else and you'll follow another Jesus. This system is a version of what they want you to see and it has the appearance of being good, but it is rotten to the core. This means that everything is a projection and nothing is real. It's just an illusion and illuminate and Satan is king of the air and that is why they talk about it in movies and radio program because radio is airtime and so is TV airtime because everything is Hollywood, Hollywood and the opposite to holy. 
And it's a story, and they've made everything up, so it's not real. They've projected it into our reality so that we believe a lie, like witchcraft. This means that we know the truth is the only reality. As you know, it will cease to exist in the framework of this reality, as in it will disappear, the sky will collapse, and the moon and stars and sun will change their orbit and where they normally are. When Jesus Christ comes, this is the revelation because you have to unveil the truth just like the revelation is an unveiling. That is why Jesus comes um, and speaks the word as in the gospel and says it will be preached all over the world as in go spell. And you're making your reality from the truth, which is the only reality and rejecting lies. That is why God is the word because nothing exists without the Lord and everything is according to his will and his word. Uh, Satan copies everything, but he can only do, um, he can't do real life, okay? He can only do a projection through a tele-live vision, programming, projection, as in series, networks, channeling, and witchcraft, because they have an understanding of all the words and manifest fake reality that they speak, which are lies. And then those lies manifest as we believe them. And they do sacrifices as well, which make, gives them power to the dead to come into our reality. So it's a bit like they live the movie. Nothing seems to be what it, we thought it was. Truth is stranger than fiction. So I think I'm going to do a sermon about it. i uh, start with Michael Jackson as Dave Dave. <laughs> I've already told you about that. <laughs> so that's how I got to, to be with my uh, conclusion today to do this sermon all about it because I've had lots of other things that tell me that the only thing that exists is the truth. And this is how God shows me what I already know because... I wouldn't know this, you know, I'm not clever enough to know. Okay, so um, as he shows me these things, it's like little pieces to the puzzle. And I go, oh, that connects to that. <laughs> so hopefully you'll have an understanding of what I've been talking about today. We've also got uh, Kimberly Nolan, a uh, Dr. Kimberly Nolan. Okay. And I was watching her videos yesterday. Very interesting. Also ties into all of this. Okay. She's a lady I found online on YouTube. She claims that her parents sold her as a baby. And she became a child of Ozzy Osbourne and his wife. Uh, for a few years through the Hollywood and Disney in Hollywood. And then they, they swapped around her again. <laughs> But it's all about swapping our generations, the children of God, and putting ch the children of God with families that don't love them. She was then put into the family of Pelosi and Steve Jobs. Uh, this is so the people of God grow up with no love and get rejected by their own family. The people of God, this is what Jesus means when he said that the wheat will have weeds growing right next to them and your own family your, will become your enemies. Uh, 
and she was also talking about people like Vin Diesel, many other people that she met when she was younger, who had different names, um, many different names. And then they've got their stage names on Hollywood. Hollywood. <laughs> so basically everything is a big stage. Nothing is as it seems. If she's correct, the, the way she's illustrated this in her videos is everything that the Bible says is true. Um, I, I strongly recommend you look for her videos and watch them. Um, because it also explains a lot to do with the reset. Um, but the only way for me to do a video of this is to go and screen record them. So I'll try and do that and I'll call it a reshare again and you can have a listen and watch what she's been saying. She does look a lot like the Osborne family, black hair, blue eyes, very beautiful. And she could easily pass as a daughter uh, for the Osbournes. So I think this is where they they really, you know, have got some incredible talent uh, at matching people up. My next heading is Reset. The recent Reset um, only happened very, very recently. Our grandparents and our parents were probably involved in it. This is what I'm finding out, okay? And I'm very sorry to tell you this, but the things that I get from God always, always lead me to the truth. And so I keep getting this, that this happened like 70 years ago, 120 years ago, the reset happened. But the generations must have known about this. Yeah. Um, and they must have participated in uh, hiding the truth because you've got the Queen's Jubilee as well, mm -hmm. which was 70 years ago. Yeah. We've got the tabernacle, the Jubilee. It's all connected with this because the tabernacle represents living in tents again, which also represents uh, Egypt and the second exodus, which will happen as well, tabernacles. So tabernacles was a really big thing with the tabernacles um, because it symbolized us being rescued from Egypt. We would all camp once every year for two weeks Intense, and all the people from all the nations of all the world would see us in our tents and go, Oh, those are the children of God. Look at them with their tents, their tabernacles, called temporary huts. Yeah. So, anyway, um, they would uh, burn, get rid of Bibles as well. And they also burnt uh, all the God's people, I believe, as witches. Um, because we had power to heal people, there must have been a really big revival in Jesus um, at that time. And so I believe they burnt all the people. I killed them all. And then the children were sold on the orphan trains. And then the children also were sold at the incubator fairs. Yes, at the world fairs. And they got rid of all our technology. It's all connected and I mean you just have to ask how did they build a pier did they stop the water of the ocean uh, wh who built these things yes um, we've also got many videos with different dates being um, changed I 500 it's not 1500 doesn't matter what you call it but it's definitely 500 so they've changed it and call it 1500 and they've done that right up until 1800s I wonder if they're running time over time, so we, we have no idea what time we're in. <clears throat> in 
the Bible it's quoted over and over that you need to follow the Lord. And because we didn't follow the Lord, he scattered us all over the world. He told us this would happen, and this is pretty much what happened. But also, we would become tillers of the land, uh, but not keep the rewards. So it's a bit like a bank teller. So you know a bank teller in a bank, they count the money, but they don't have any of the money. They just work in the bank, okay? They count the money for their owners. So in the same way, we become tillers of the land. There's no accidents with the words. Also riverbanks, same as the living waters and the riverbanks, uh, banks for money, banks for water. The material world, it's a representation of the truth, a mirror image of the truth. So the Lord scattered us all over the land. As I've already said, it's part of the judgment of the Lord and it's a reset which is so meticulously planned that the Lord was behind it. It's pretty obvious now. You just have to look outside and everything is pretty visible, the unveiling of the truth. And you look, when you know the truth, it will set you free and you'll come to a completely new understanding. Everything you've been told is a lie, no matter how crazy it is. If I get it from the Lord, I know it's the truth. (coughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. My next heading is Jews, Catholic, Church, Muslims. According to the Lord, he told me that all of these guys worship the same God. These are all the people that Jesus says will come and kneel at your feet because they're not real Jews. These are the fake Jews. They all work together for Satan. This is a perversion of God's truth, and they've changed the times and the places exactly as Daniel said they would. In Daniel, it tells me that they've changed the times and the places. In Daniel 7.25, he will defy the Most High and oppress the holy people of the Most High. He will try to change their sacred festivals and laws, and they will be placed under his control for a time, times, and half a time. I wanted to read you um, Daniel 8 and times as well. At that time, it's 8.12, okay. At that time, Michael, the great prince who protects your people will arise. There will be a time of distress such as not happened from the beginning of nations until then. But at that time, your people, everyone whose name is found written in the book, will be delivered. The multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake some to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting contempt. Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. But you, Daniel, roll up and seal the words of this scroll until the time of the end. Many will go here and there to increase knowledge. Then I, Daniel, looked, and there before me stood two others, one on this bank of the river and one on the opposite bank. One of them said to the man clothed in linen, who was above the waters of the river, how long will it be before these astonishing things are fulfilled? The man clothed in linen, who was above the waters of the river, lifted his right hand and his left hand towards heaven. And I heard him swear by him who lives forever saying it will be for a time times and half a time when the power of the holy people has been finally broken all these things will be completed i heard 
but I did not understand, so I asked my Lord, What will the outcome of this be? And he replied, Go your way, Daniel, because the words are rolled up and sealed. Until the time of the end, many will be purified, made spotless and refined, but the wicked will continue to be wicked. None of the wicked will understand, but those who are wise will understand from the time that the daily sacrifice is abolished and the abomination that causes desolation is set up, there will be 1,290 days. Blessed is the one who waits for and reaches the end of the 1,335 days. As for you, go your way till the end. You will rest, and then at the end of the days, you will rise to receive your allotted inheritance. (laughs) Very interesting, eh? Very interesting. So we are in this time now, okay? So it's important to compare all of these things. Um, My next heading is claws. So if you notice, claws swab represents the claustrum. I don't know if you know about that, but it's an oil that you have and it's released and raises to the temple in your head. Um, This is what's uh, part of the awakening process, I believe. This does not in any way discredit the Bible. It just confirms that God is real and true, that everything is a manifestation in the flesh on earth as it is in heaven, as in Jesus Christ who comes alive inside you. Also, the word is written and it has power. This is why the Bible is called the gospel, gospel. You manifest the word in this reality. That's why witches use words and spells. It's all related to non-reality and the illusion and the truth. But also, that's why they do television, Hollywood. It's their version because they're projecting it. That's why the first camera was called a canon, because the Bible's called a canon. It's all in the words. Um, Next heading, truth. So what the Lord has shown me is that only the truth is real because lies are not real. So Jesus is the truth and he is the way and there is no other way because he is the story as in his story, history. So what it means is you've got to search for the truth in every way because the truth will set you free according to the Bible. You can only have one truth and you become a witness and you will hear Jesus' voice. You will recognize the truth because you have the Holy Spirit inside you. You speak God's language. You have ears to hear and eyes to see. Um, okay. And then you will speak the same language as God. To stay in the truth, you must not speak any lies and you must not have any deceit in you. It's about everything being cleaned up, being ready, as in read why. Then you will have the spirit inside you. My next heading is the temple. Since we are the temple of God as well, we are being constructed at the time of troubles, which is now, as as us, we're being cut down to size so that we can fit and slot in in the temple. This means that you cannot have any lies in you. You must not speak any lies. This is part of the process of the refining, as in being having some of you scraped, some of your blocks being scraped and corners cut off and bits and pieces some reflection of what's in heaven. This means that sometimes you've got to break off a bit um, for, for the fitting in the temple, as I've already said. It's like going through the fire. 
so you come out white as snow as well. All the bricks are different shapes and sizes, all because we have the cornerstone. And then we've also got the little edges and plinths, just like the construction of a real building. It's happening now. That is why your experiences in your life occur. That's why you're going round in circles until you've got it right. Your position within the temple, in your spiritual life and physical life, in the priesthood of the Lord, as in being a saint. That's why you go through all these experiences. If we truly are to be saints, then we will judge the nations and we'll have to have the experience in this area to have kindness and compassion and grace like the Lord as a reflection of the Lord making decisions about people's fates because we'll be judging these nations. There's no accidents because the Lord has put you here for a purpose. You're being refined according to his will and his word as it is written in the book of life. Your deeds dictate your deeds for your inheritance. So the nations that you judge, and you'll also be claiming the land, because the nations that have done this to us will become our slaves. You'll need to have a refined heart so that you are like Jesus in your looking at everything and perceiving everything in the correct way. In every situation, loving and caring and understanding your nature, everything has to be worked on. Otherwise, it's the full wrath of God as well. It's about seeking that we have the Lord and He is with us, the righteousness, the glory of the Lord. It's all for His glory, not for our own, because He's only saving it for saving us for His glory, not for our own. But also, once we've gone through this, we'll never ever leave the Lord again. We'll never ever betray Him because we will have gone through so much pain that we'll realize that the truth's all we want and righteousness and his grace and his majesty and all his laws are, are true and he is right and there's nothing wrong with the Lord. Everything is right. It's all correct. It's exactly as it's meant to be. So basically he's turned everything on its head because we followed the wrong thing. He's put us upside down giving us a good shake and he's going to see what uh, what comes out turning it all around so that we reject lies and we follow the law of the lord following his commandments not idols <laughs> that's how i see it anyway you'll realize also that nothing else matters um <laughs> only the lord no matter what anyone does to you, they will not succeed against you if they're not with the Lord. It's all about trusting the Lord and having the Lord and the principles uh, of the Lord. <sighs> also, you can't argue with the truth. This means that anybody who claims to be the children of God will not succeed unless they are really children of God because this is the kingdom of God that has come upon you. And it will be on earth as it is in heaven, a mirror reflection of this. And we will get it right because we've got the Lord with us. That's why it can't go wrong. That's why only the children who have the truth can partake in this. Because the Lord has proved that he's righteous, truthful, gracious, kind, full of love, compassion. He hates lies. 
He wants you to reject lies and reject the devil. With the sword of truth, we'll overcome Satan because he's already dead. The devil is dead, lived backwards. He has no life in him. Therefore, you've got to stick to the truth because anything other than the truth leads you to lies, which is death. So the more you're alive, the more you have the light of Jesus, which extinguishes the darkness, and the darkness cannot comprehend the light or overcome it. So this is the same with arguments with truth. It works in the same way. The truth will prevail. We have to be part of the tribe of truth to be children of God so that we can claim our inheritance to rule over the darkness. That is why Jesus said, I gave you authority over serpents and snakes step on them, to raise the dead, heal the sick. That's why he said this. Jesus now lives inside us. We are the temple of God. Just like the kingdom of God is inside you. That's why it's all about words and go spell. Because everything that you do, as it is written in the Bible, it manifests because it's the Lord's will. As it is written to manifest in you. It's very beautiful. It doesn't really matter what anybody does. It's all according to God's will. You cannot stop the plan of God. His will and His word. He's in control of everything, including the name of the street where you live, the actors on the television, the names of the countries, the names of the TV shows. Everything is connected. It's absolutely a huge, big jigsaw puzzle. About finding out the truth, it is. That's what I'm finding. It's all laid before you. That's what I believe. Maybe it's an opening of the pineal also. My next heading is bread. Jacob is Jacob in Afrikaans. This is a cob of corn and Jesus is the bread of life. So we as wheat will become the bread also. So it's a cycle of going round and round and there is nothing new under the sun. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never hunger, never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. John 6, colon 35. God is our provider and Jesus is the bread of life. John recorded Jesus' promise that all who freely accept this bread will no longer hunger. So also, if you notice, the more you search for the truth, the more you become addicted to, to find the truth. Yes, but it's also a bit like the red pill and the blue pill. Yeah. So it's hard sometimes to accept that. So I'm going to cover that also, but I'm also going to cover sweet as honey, uh, stuff like this. My next heading is honey. In Proverbs 16, colon 24, gracious words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health of the body. Psalm 81, colon 16. But he would feed you with the finest of wheat and with honey from the rock. I would satisfy you. Notice honey from the rock why is that so important well i hadn't spotted that before but i think it's so relevant because jesus is the rock he's the cornerstone and yeah it's just blow your mind it connects up with the honey as well <laughs> psalm 197 colon 11. the law of the lord is perfect reviving the soul the testimony of the lord is secure making wise the simple the percepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the hearts. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, clean, enduring forever. 
The rules of the Lord are true, and the righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is your servant warned. In keeping them, there is great reward. Exodus 16, colon 31. Now the house of Israel called its name manna. It was like coriander seed, white, and the taste was like wafers made with honey. So this was what the Lord fed us in the wilderness after we got rescued from Egypt. And we wandered the wilderness for 40 years. On that day, Ezekiel 20, colon 6, On that day I swore to them that I would bring them out of the land of Egypt into a land that I had searched out for them, a land flowing with milk and honey, the most glorious of all lands. 2 Samuel 17, colon 29, Honey and curds and sheep and cheese, from the herd for David the people with him to eat for they said the people are hungry and weary and thirsty in the wilderness this all connects back to David being um, the righteous bronze okay so that's why that's had to be mentioned now John wore a garment of camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist and his foot food was locusts and wild honey why is this important? Because this all connects with the end times. Matthew 3, colon 4. Why is this important? Well, let me explain it. <coughs> the locusts come at the same time as the honey. That's what I think. Because the locusts come in the revelation. Yeah. And then you've also got um, various other things that tie it all together. <laughs> okay. Um, if, if you notice that John eats the locusts with honey... I think it's symbolic with the revelation because the revelation there is a scroll that John eats and the taste is sweeter than honey but when it reaches his stomach it becomes bitter. I think this is a reflection in the mirror, a mirror image of the picture as described in the revelation also what we're facing right now with the locusts coming out of the pits. The word is the rock and also the word is sweet as honey as in the land of milk and honey, and the, the Lord will lead us too. My next heading is the red pearl, sweet as honey. Okay, so what I was uh, being shown by the Lord is that when we receive the truth, it is sweet as honey on your lips. I already told you that. When you have eyes to see and ears to hear, you become a witness to the truth, and you have the sword of truth, because the word is a weapon, but also because you have the spirit inside you, the Lord speaks for you, and the word goes before you. Yeah, and that's why you have eyes to see. Goes through, but also when you read the word, it goes through your eyes, into your pineal gland, through the rest of your body, and is processed like a program, a seed activated inside the temple, which is you, because we're all one temple, because we are being constructed right now. I want you to notice the scripture I'm going to start with Genesis 41 in which Pharaoh has a dream and it's all about honey as well uh, it also relates to the exodus uh, but it's also the second exodus will happen in a similar way with the second exodus I'm going to read it all to you that way you can picture it as a scene in your mind and how we overcome evil it's very simple there is nothing but the truth and Jesus Christ through the Son of God. 
the Bible gives you an illustration of what is to come. It's like a circle within a circle and a time within a time. A loop within a loop it goes round and round and happening time and time over and over again. And it's a parallel existence, spiritual world, physical world, psychical world on earth as it is in heaven. Uh, it's inside the body and outside the body as well. It's metaphysical, it's quantum. It's everything you cannot comprehend because it's supernatural. It's very glorious. It's a war between light and darkness, truth and lies, because we were put here for a purpose, to shine the light of Jesus, to overcome this darkness, because Jesus already has victory. We just need to believe that, and we will have victory. I believe also it's the lightning and the thunder that uh, is reflected in the revelation, that there is not much written about this in the revelation, but I think it's somehow connected with the thunder. Okay, that's just my opinion. So Genesis 41, I'm also going to read you Psalm 37, colon 19, Isaiah 9, colon 20, and Ezekiel 3, colon 3, and Revelation 10, colon 9 to 10. All right. When two full years had passed, Pharaoh had a dream. He was standing by the Nile. When out of the river came up seven cows, sleek and fat, and they grazed among the reeds. After them, seven other cows, ugly and gaunt, came out of the Nile and stood beside those on the river bank. And the cows that were ugly and gaunt ate up the seven sleek cows, sleek, fat cows. Then Pharaoh woke up. He fell asleep again and had a second dream. Seven heads of grain, healthy and good, were growing in a single stalk. After them, seven other heads of grain sprouted, then thin and scorched by the east wind. The thin heads of grain swallowed up the seven healthy full heads. Then Pharaoh woke up. It had been a dream. In the morning, his mind was troubled. So he sent for magicians. And, and so basically, I'll tell you, so they sent off for everyone. and They couldn't find anyone apart from Daniel. And Daniel's interpretation of the dream. Um, sorry, Joseph, I beg your pardon. <laughs> Joseph interprets the dream. Now, Joseph had been sold by his brothers for 20 pieces of silver, all right? And he's one of the 12 children of Jacob, which is the 12 tribes. So um, when he's reading this dream and explaining the dream, this demonstrates a similar thing to what has happened. So in a way, you know, where you might have lost all your family and everything, we've got to all realize that the Lord will use each single one of us in a similar way, I believe, to Joseph. And that is a real honor. It's all glory to the Lord, of course. Um, so in uh, Joseph's explanations, then Joseph said to Pharaoh, the dreams of Pharaoh are one and the same. God has revealed to Pharaoh what is about to do, he is about to do. The seven good cows are seven years and seven good heads of grain are seven years. It is the one and the same dream. The seven lean, ugly cows that came up afterwards are seven years that are the seven worthless heads of grain scorched by the east wind. They are seven years of famine. It is just as I said to Pharaoh, God has shown Pharaoh what is about to do. Seven years of great abundance are coming throughout the land, but seven years of famine will follow. 
and then all the abundance of Egypt will be forgotten and the famine will ravage the land. The abundance of the land will not be remembered because the famine that follows will be so severe. The reason for this dream is given to Pharaoh in two forms is that the matter has been firmly decided by God and God will do it soon. And now let Pharaoh look for a discerning and wise man to put him in charge of the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh appoint a commissioner over the land to take a fifth of the harvest of Egypt during the seven years of abundance. They should collect all the food of those good years that are coming and store up the grain under the authority of Pharaoh to be kept in the cities for food. This food should be held in reserve for the country to be used during the seven years of famine that will come upon Egypt so that the country may not be ruined by the famine. So why am I reading this? Well, it's important because there's Joseph. I'm not going to read all of it. He basically goes, well, this is what you need to do. And Pharaoh goes, you know what? I think you're so clever and you've definitely got the Lord with you. I'm going to put you in charge. And Joseph, this little boy who was sold by his brothers, became second to Pharaoh. And, uh, you know, the servants even bowed down to Joseph. So this is an illustration um it's how can i put it and what we need to look for in terms of jesus christ it's a reflection of that it's also a reflection of the second exodus and if you notice we've got a ravaging against the word happening now as well so you can look at it as food famine and also the word famine yes so they're really attacking Christianity, anyone who believes in God at the moment. So this is what we're having. We've had some abundant years, and so we're reaching a, a time of famine. So it also is a warning to read the word and start learning the word, because Jesus is the bread of life. So we've already gone through the first exodus, okay? And this is all about food and slavery. This is a spiritual enslavery of your soul. So you need to know the Word of God to fight it. That's why I believe. That's why it's so important to read the Bible so you've got an understanding. And He will give you understanding if you ask for it. <sighs> so if you've got a Bible, bury it. I mean, I wrap up a, a few Bibles and hide them. Because in is it California? I think it was California. They uh, banned the Bible. Um using the word of the bible and it's this is really an attack in ukraine as well they're murdering people yeah who preach the word um so the long and short story as i say joseph was put in charge and it was so beautiful um totally recommend you watch the story of joseph on youtube there's many movies with it so beautiful or you could just read the, the story of Joseph, or you can listen to it on an audio Bible if you want an idea. It gives you an idea of what's coming. I also want to read you Psalm 37, colon 19. In times of disaster, they will not wither. In days of famine, they will enjoy plenty. Isaiah 9, colon 20. On the right, they will devour, but still be hungry. On the left, they will eat, but not be satisfied. Each will be fed on the flesh of their own offspring. Manasseh will feed on Ephraim, and Ephraim on Manasseh. Together they will turn against Judah. Why is that so important? Because brothers will turn on their, each other. All of these t 
tribes are the original 12 children. So Manasseh, Ephraim are all the children of Jacob. Uh, now Ezekiel, three colon three, son of man, he said to me, feed your stomach and fill your belly with this skull I'm giving you. I ate it and it was sweet as honey in my mouth. Then he said to me, son of man, go now to the house of Israel and speak these words to them. Now what we've got is it's sweet as honey, but it's bitter. It's like the truth pill. Hmm. Revelation 10 colon 9. I went to the angel and asked him to give me the little scroll. He said to me, take it and eat it. It will turn your stomach sour, but in your mouth it'll be as sweet as honey. I took the little scroll from the angel's hand and ate it. It tasted as sweet as honey in my mouth, but as I'd eaten it, when I'd eaten it, my stomach turned sour. So it's like the truth. It is a bitter pill. It's not pleasant. It really isn't. Um, also, medicine is pharmacure. Okay? I want to, you to realize when Jesus came here, set us free from illness, uh, Satan eats the soil, which we return to in Genesis. Okay, so the soil is so ill because I had the whole dictionary download and that's the only one I could really remember in words. But Satan eats the soil. So if you do lie and sin, it leads to illness, which leads to death because you're further away from life when you're ill, you're closer to death. Yeah, okay. It's really simple stuff. Um, the other thing I found out is that nurse is omen. All right. So if you look up the 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 definition of what a nurse is it's an omen so the film omen when you watch it if you haven't watched it and even if you have watch it again when you do remember that the omen kid is nurses and the omen kid is depicted as the antichrist yeah and so there's hidden uh, messages within it all right okay um so please watch that if you want some idea yeah pray also before you watch stuff like that because the lord will be with you protect you okay these films and things they tell us everything uh things like terminator they live god's not dead in god's not dead the film there is a temple which is burnt down a church it represents our temple now what is going to happen in the revelation? If you want to know what's going to happen, watch God's Not Dead, the first one. Uh, also, iRobot, which I watched last night, that's also a depiction of what's happening. Um, technology is AI, which is opposite to God. God is I am. So AI is demons. It really is. It's very, very simple. Um, you, you see, the thing is, God is the only one who can create life. All right. And he's also shown me that they cannot make copy people. They cannot create clones. What the, the term clone is misunderstood. What they do is they create a sleeve and they put a consciousness in it. Um, if they do what they call a clone, it's not creating life. So they take an egg from some, from a lady and they put in the sperm and then they manipulate the spell, the spells. Ooh, very interesting. Uh, P, by the way, stands for people. Um, so they they re manipulate the cells, which is L's. Oh, very interesting, Lord, with an S for Satan. And then they uh, put in their little bit, rewrites the code, and that uh, new being 
that is created then has the visual aspect according to the gene uh, splicing that they've been doing, which is what actually happened at the times of Noah. They were messing with DNA then um, because Noah was the only clean, natural human being with his family that the Lord could save. Uh, anyway, so definitely watch all of this as well. Um, locusts and monsters, my next heading, the monsters that are described in the end times um, are pretty much what is inside the injection, all right? Uh, these monsters change people. Okay, so the description of these things are in the Revelation and there was a person who was spiritual and very capable of getting a visual imagery from the Lord of what these things look like in your blood. And they look just like the revelation. Okay. So I want you to know that because I think it all connects. Hmm. Revelation 9 colon 1. The fifth angel sounded his trumpet and I saw a star that had fallen from the sky to the earth. The star was given the key to the shaft of the abyss. When he opened the abyss, smoke rose from it like smoke from a gigantic furnace. The sun and the sky were darkened by the smoke from the abyss. And out of the smoke, locusts came down on the earth and were given power like that of scorpions of the earth. They were told not to harm the grass or the earth or any plant or tree, but only those people who did not have the seal of God on their foreheads. They were not allowed to kill them, but only to torture them for five months. And the agony they suffered was like that of the sting of a scorpion when it strikes. During those days, people will seek death, but will not find it. They will long to die, but death will elude them. The locusts looked like horses prepared for battle. On their heads, they wore something like crowns of gold, and their faces re resembled human faces. Um, you'll... So, oh yes, they got human hair. Where's that? Oh yes, the locusts looked like horses ready for battle. They had gold crowns on their heads, human faces, woman's hair, the teeth of lions, and the iron breastplates that sounded, sound of their wings was the sound of horse-drawn chariots charging into battle. Their tails were equipped with stings like scorpion tails. With those tails, they were ordered to torture human race for five months they had a king over them the angel of the abyss his name in hebrew is abaddon or in greek apollyon the destroyer so this is so important because <laughs> they are really really doing everything that's said in the bible it's all happening. It really is, guys. You need to please, please get get it right with the Lord. There isn't a lot of time. Also, I want to read Proverbs 30, girl on 27 to 28. Locusts have no king, yet they advance together in ranks. A lizard can be caught with the hand, yet is found in king's palaces. I just thought that's so relevant, so I put it in there. Because, <laughs> you know, Queen Lizard Breath. Queen. They're all blue blood. Yeah. 
It's all to do with the hive mind as well. B. Okay, Daniel 8. The fourth kingdom speaks in a... Well, Daniel speaks about this fourth kingdom. And the the ruler of this kingdom speaks in a coded language. They talk deceitful words against the Most High to deceive the nations. But also it's to blaspheme God. I want to read it to you. I think it's very, very interesting. <laughs> okay. In the third year of Belshazzar's reign, I, Daniel, had a vision after the one that had already appeared to me. In my vision, I saw myself in the citadel of Susa in the province of Elam. In the vision, I was beside the Ulai Canal, and I looked up, and there before me was a ram with two horns standing beside the canal, and the horns were long. One of the horns was long, longer than the other, but grew up later. I watched the ram as it charged towards the west and the north and the south. No animal could stand against it, and none could rescue from its power. It did as it pleased and became great. As I was thinking about this, suddenly a goat with a prominent horn between its eyes came from the west, crossing the whole earth without touching the ground, and it came toward the two-horned ram and I had seen that I'd seen standing beside the canal and charged at it with great rage. I saw it was attacked and the ram it attacked the ram furiously, striking the ram and shattering its two horns. The ram was powerless to stand against it. The goat knocked it to the ground and trampled on it, and none could rescue the ram from its power. The goat became great, but at the height of its power the large horn was broken off, and its place in its place four prominent horns grew up towards the four winds of heaven. Out of one of them came another horn, which started small but grew in power to the south and to the east and towards the beautiful land. It grew until it reached the host of the heavens, and it threw some of the starry host down to the earth and trampled on them. It set itself up to be as great as the commander of the army of the Lord. It took away the daily sacrifice from the Lord, and his sanctuary was thrown down because of the rebellion. The Lord's people and the daily sacrifice were given over to it. It prospered in everything it did, and truth was thrown to the ground. Then I heard a holy one speaking, and another holy one said to him, How long will it take for the vision to be fulfilled? The vision concerning the daily sacrifice, the rebellion that causes desolation, the surrender of the sanctuary, and the trampling underfoot of the Lord's people? Question mark. He said to me, it will take 2,300 evenings and mornings, then the sanctuary will be reconsecrated. The interpretation of the vision, while I, Daniel, was watching the vision and trying to understand it, there before me stood one who looked like a man, and I heard a man's voice from the Uli calling, Gabriel, tell this man the meaning of the vision. And he came near the place where I was standing. I was terrified and fell prostrate. Son of man, he said to me, understand that the vision concerns the time of the end. While he was speaking to me, I was in a deep sleep with my face to the ground. 
Then he touched me and raised me to my feet. He said, I am going to tell you what will happen later in the time of wrath, because this vision concerns the appointed time of the end. The two-horned ram that you saw represents the kings of Media and Persia. The shaggy goat is the king of Greece, and the large horn between its eyes is the first king. The four horns that replace the one that was broken off represent the four kingdoms that will emerge from his generation, but will not have the same power. In the latter part of the reign, when rebels have become completely wicked, a fierce-looking king and master of intrigue will raise, will arise. He will become a very strong. He will become very strong, but not by his own power. He will cause astounding devastation and will succeed in whatever he does. He will destroy those who are mighty, the holy people. He will cause deceit to prosper, and he will consider himself superior. When they feel secure, he will destroy many and take his stand against the prince of princes. Yet he will be destroyed, but by, but not by human power. The vision of the evenings and mornings that has been given to you is true, but seal it up the vision, for it concerns the distant future. I, Daniel, was worn out. I lay exhausted for several days. Then I got up and went about the king's business. I was appalled by the vision. It was beyond understanding. Now, actually, in other interpretations, I've got that Daniel was felt very unwell as well. Okay, that's how upsetting it was. My study records for Daniel's uh, vision. I've also got. Um, the King James Version, which I want to read you the essential sections, which is Daniel 8.23, and in the latter time of their king, when the transgressors are come to the full, a king of fierce countenance and understanding, dark sentences shall stand up, and his power shall be mighty but not by his own power, and he shall destroy wonderfully, and shall prosper, and shall practice, and shall destroy the mighty and the holy people. I Dan, uh, uh, sorry, and through his policy also he shall cause craft to prosper in his hand, and he shall magnify himself in his heart, and by peace shall destroy many. He shall also stand up against the prince of princes, but he shall be broken without hands. So there's some words I've looked up, which is policy, which is H7922, which is prudence, insight and understanding. Uh, it's cunning, uh, craft, as in bad sense, part of speech, a noun, a masculine, um, but also it's treachery, um, and it's pronounced murmur, mere more. <laughs> so I thought that's very interesting because also craft leads me to believe that it's witchcraft also, which comes from H7411, this word that I gave you a minute ago, 
It's a sense of deceiving and fraud, craft, deceit, fully, false, feigned, guile, subtly, and treachery. Subtly, treachery. Uh, And craft comes from witchcraft and tricks as well. Cast, shoot, hurl, throw, bow, shooters, bowmen, to throw down, to beguile, to deceive, mislead, um, beguile, deceive. (laughs) Um, And so it goes on and on. Um, To fashion, accomplish, to make. What else have I got here? So so many. Hmm. Okay, so these are all related to the same word. To prepare, to put under, to observe, to celebrate, to acquire property, appoint, ordain, institute, to bring about. So it's about laws, about taking what you own. It's a bit like what's happening, you know, with the world powers at the moment, trying to take everything from you. Um, And then we've got um, also strong. Um, Oh, yes, this dark and deceptive words, um, which I thought was very interesting because at the moment they talk in a coded language on the TV, you know, with their funny finger signs and masonry and all that kind of stuff. And that's all related to these dark, deceptive words that they use, the dark speech. Um, It's a riddle, difficult to question, parable, enigmatic, uh, a question perplexing saying, um, double dealing. Um, and so I thought that was very interesting, a puzzle, a trick, a conundrum, um, dark saying sentence, hard question, a proverb and a riddle. Because these guys are, are wise. They are wise men, okay. Uh, but their wisdom has been handed to them because of um, what happened, I believe, at the wisdom that they got is from the wisdom of Solomon, and uh, that's why they're called uh, the Templars, because they conquered the temple and they hid all the treasures of knowledge as well as money, and they rule the world over us. And Jesus hints at this, you know, when he was here, he was saying, you've hidden the knowledge, you're whitewashers, you snakes, they were all serpents. Um, and then just a reminder that your deeds do write themselves as you like walk your life. Your deeds are being written and you actually determine your own inheritance by what you do because you've got freedom of choice, which is so important. Now, the next heading is vaccine bots. Um, I've already mentioned before that bots, uh, once you've had your injection, you become like a bot inside. You're no longer in control of your mind. Um, I don't believe anyway. And so this is what the Lord showed me, and I did a sermon on it called Get Out. Uh, You become part of the metaverse, which is the verse of dead, because meta means death. Um, So it's a world in the spiritual. It's a quantum world which has its own sort of existence within our own existence. It's parallel. Um, And I think also the, the CERN connects with it also. Um, also, Satan is a worm. Next heading, cancer is worms. So, 
They're just trying to get you full of worms, parasites. Um, that way, demons can occupy the parasites inside you. Yeah. So that's what the main attack has been, your body, to defile your body through the lusts of the flesh. Um, also, remember Satan is king of the air, as in airtime, everything to do with TV, any media, everything that they display is their version of the truth, as in the tricks, but like the dark sentences that we're just reading about. That's why I'm bringing it up, okay? Jacob is Israel, so when he's having this vision of the stairway to heaven, his name is changed from Jacob to Israel. And then Jacob names this place where he has this vision, Pineal. And this also why Jesus says, I speak, but you do not understand my language. Uh, because God's language is a language of truth. And the people who were coming up against him were the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the writers of the law. Um, and they didn't understand his language because they only spoke lies, their father's language, which is Satan's language, the devil. Also, this is why Enoch was translated into heaven, because he spoke God's language, the truth, and he was friends with God. I uh, already covered this. Jesus said, you must preach the gospel, gospel in all nations. This is what's happening now. We're getting this final bit of time, I believe, so that others can also be saved. And we're all witnesses to it. But this also happens. You become a witness automatically. When you go through the fire, you become a witness, a living testimony to the works of the Lord, the fact that he is true. I found there's a lot of financial connotations and words that uh, have double meanings um, in the Bible. Also, when I look on Strong's Concordance, I also find that many of the words are related financially in some way, in every way, really, deeds, inheritance. Um, but we, we're definitely in the last days. We've got the fire of Daniel. Um, now, this also represents what's going to happen. I believe, and this was brought to me by the Lord to bring up. Okay, so in Daniel 3, we've got the four men in the furnace, which I want to read you. King Nebuchadnezzar built a gold statue 90 feet high and 9 feet thick. He set it up on the Dura Plain in the province of Babylon. He then ordered all the important leaders in the province, everybody who was anybody, to the dedication ceremony of the statue. They all came for the dedication, all the important people, and took their places before the statute that Nebuchadnezzar had erected. Statue. A herald then proclaimed in a loud voice, Attention everyone, every race, color, and creed, listen. When you hear the band strike up, all the trumpets and the trombones, the tubers and the baritones, the drums and the cymbals, Fall to your knees and worship the gold statue that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Anyone who does not kneel and worship shall be thrown immediately into the roaring furnace. The band started to play, a huge band equipped with all the musical instruments of Babylon, and everyone, every race, color and creed fell to their knees and worshipped the gold statue that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Just then, 
some Babylonian fortune tellers stepped up and accused the Jews. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, Long live the king! You gave strict orders, O king, that when the big band started playing, everyone had to fall to their knees and worship the gold statue. And whoever did not go to their knees and worship it had to be pitched into a roaring furnace. <laughs> Pretty horrendous. Okay. Sorry, guys. <laughs> well, there were some Jews here, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who you have placed in high positions in the province of Babylon. These men are ignoring you, O king. They don't respect your gods, and they won't worship the gold statue you set up. Furious, King Nebuchadnezzar ordered Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to be brought in. When the men were brought in, Nebuchadnezzar asked, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you don't respect my gods and refuse to worship my gold statue that I've set up? I'm giving you a second chance, but from now on, when the big band strikes up, you must go to your knees and worship the statue I've made. If you don't worship it, you will be pitched into a roaring furnace. No questions asked. Who is the God who can rescue you from my power? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abignego answered King Nebuchadnezzar, Your threat means nothing to us if you throw us in the fire. The God we serve can rescue us from the roaring furnace and anything else you might cook up, O king. But even if he doesn't, it wouldn't make a bit of difference, O king. We still wouldn't serve your gods or worship the gold statue you set up. Nebuchadnezzar, his face purple with anger, cut off Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. He ordered the furnace fired up seven times hotter than usual. He ordered some strong men from the army to tie them up, hands and feet, and throw them into the roaring furnace. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego bound hand and foot, fully dressed from head to toe, were pitched into the roaring fire because the king was in such a hurry and the furnace was so hot. Flames from the furnace killed the men who carried Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego to it. While the fire raged around Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, suddenly King Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in alarm and said, Didn't we throw three men bound hand and foot into the fire? That's right, O king, they said. But look, he said, I see four men walking around freely in the fire, completely unharmed, and the fourth man looks like a son of the gods. Nebuchadnezzar went to the door of the roaring furnace and called in Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the high god, come out here. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego walked out of the fire. All the important people, the government leaders and the king's counsellors gathered around to examine them and discovered that the fire hasn't so much as touched the three men. Not a hair singed, not a scorch mark on their clothes, not even the smell of fire on them. Nebuchadnezzar said, Blessed be the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He sent his angel and rescued his servants who trusted in him. They ignored the king's orders and laid their bodies on the line, rather than serve or worship any god but their own. Therefore, I issue this decree, anyone, anywhere, of any race,
color or creed, who says anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego will be ripped to pieces, limb from limb, and their houses torn down. There has never been a God who can pull off a rescue like this. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. So, I believe we will have to also make decisions like this when it comes to the final days where we will be tested as well. And so, this also represents the three men who were in the fire. And so, you've got the presence of Jesus Christ with you, just like in the fire. But this fire is an ongoing fire. It's an ongoing fire of your life. It's a test where everything is like this. And the more you're tested, the more you worship God. And the people around you who've come against you, they also come to fear God because they know that God is real because they were witnesses also, even though they didn't worship God. That's what I found anyone that comes against me because the Lord, I pray to the Lord about it and he provides the rescue and he always comes in with a rescue plan. All the enemies are scattered and petrified. They cannot argue because also when you're a child of God and people come against you, they're coming against God himself. And so that's why we've got to be unified as the body of Christ because we're all with the Lord if we really are saved and resurrected and alive in Christ. So that's why it's important to remember the Spirit is inside us and we can't blaspheme the Spirit. So that's why it's very, we've got to be careful because if we are casting our demons through the Holy Spirit and someone blasphemes you, then I would say that's blaspheming the power of God, like, just like they accused Jesus of being Beelzebub. Yeah, Satan. <sighs> so, and it was just after that that Jesus discusses the um, one unpardonable sin of blaspheming the Holy Spirit. The next heading is going through the fire. So what I've discovered is how will you know what chocolate straight cake tastes like and strawberry cake tastes like unless you've tasted it. So unless you know the truth, you'll have nothing to compare it with. That's why it's important to have the Bible because it's a weapon also. And the more you come to know the truth, the more you'll live the truth and be part of the truth. It says in the Bible that the Lord will come and live inside you. Jesus says, I and my Father are one, and you and I are one as well. But we will come and dwell inside you if you are to follow the Lord. So this is very beautiful. That's why I mean you, no one can come against you. And also, you've got to experience true evil to seek righteousness and be refined in this way. Um, unless you've been tested, how would you know that your faith is real? How would you have any faith? You wouldn't. So the more you're tested, the more you know. Also, the Lord closes doors um, and opens doors. This is important too. Sometimes you can have some bad things happen and you think, oh, what's going on here? It's because the Lord's shutting doors 
because Satan's come up against you. So the God, our God of Abraham, Jesus Christ, will open new doors. He will also protect you as long as you trust in him. But you've got to surrender everything and ask him to deal with it. Hmm. Lies don't exist. They're not real. So this is why people are covered in darkness when they believe lies because they cannot see the truth because the truth comes with light and life. Hmm. That's why they reject you as well because they see the light. And the light exposes the dark areas in them. Also, we are circumcised now in our heart with the laws on our heart uh, engraved into our heart. We get a new heart and we're raised from the dead. These are all important spiritual things to remember. Even though we're in a physical world, this is a whole lot of spiritual stuff that's going on inside us. <laughs> and so Jesus is with you wherever you go. Yeah, but also in order for us to really realize that all of this is an illusion around us, Satan is the king of the air, the ruler of media, the matrix, the non-reality, the lies. Therefore, it's not real. My conclusion today is that the only truth is Jesus Christ and it will set us free. As in, we are released because Jesus already redeemed us. He purchased you for a price, his own life, so that he could rescue you from this fire. But it's all about trusting him and having faith when you go through this fire. Um, also, testimonies, like I've already said as well. You are a living testimony to the Lord. And that's why it's important to give your testimonies because it's your way of acknowledging the power of God in your everyday life. Uh, it's quite hard to comprehend everything and how complicated it is, but it's actually quite simple. Don't let anyone complicate it. The Lord loves you. He is love. He has given us the truth. It's only those with eyes to see and ears to hear that can actually understand it because we've got to be reborn. We've got to have the spirit of God inside us to speak the language of truth. So there's no lies on our lips and we have understanding and we can hear his voice because we speak his language and he knows his children. Got to reject lies. The more this happens, the more protective you become over the truth because also as i said you lose everything in the end as the testing con continues <laughs> um also you've got to be able to recognize the truth so that's where you've got a template but like money fake money and real money if you count money enough and you look at it feel it touch it you'll get to know what's real money and what's fake in the same way by reading the bible knowing the word being familiar with the way the Lord speaks, you will become familiar with lies. If someone speaks some lies and says, oh, that's what it says in the Bible, you'll go, no, that's not what it says in the Bible, because you'll know. Because your spirit inside you remembers. I believe everything you take in through your eyes goes through your pineal and is retained. And that's how it comes alive inside you as well. Um, so if you are rejected in life, it's because they rejected Jesus. They hated Jesus, so they will hate you also. 
And so you'll come to just trust the Lord in no one else. Because we are told not to lean on our own understanding and not to go to man, but to go to the Lord alone. In Isaiah 43, colon 2, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. 1 Peter 1, colon 7, So that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold, that perishes through the is through it is tested by fire, may be found to rest result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Isaiah forty three colon one to two. But now thus says the Lord, He who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you, I have called you by name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. And when you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, and the flames shall not consume you. Well, that's twice now, so that must be important. Isaiah 41, colon 10, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, I will help you, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Psalm 66, colon 12, you let men ride over our heads. We went through fire, through water, yet you have brought us out to a place of abundance. Joshua 1, colon 9, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Zechariah 13, colon 9, and I will put this third into the fire and refine them as one refined silver and test them as gold is tested. They will call upon my name and I will answer them. I will say, they are my people and they will say, the Lord is my God. It's very beautiful, really so beautiful. And Hebrews 1 colon 7 of the angels, he says, he makes his angels win winds and his ministers a flame of fire remember only the truth is real testimonies lies are fake as in not real and they don't really exist <laughs> and that brings me to an end of this sermon i hope you've enjoyed it and yeah it's all an illusion guys it really is you have the freedom to believe and the freedom to choose who you follow and I got today about being online. You don't want to be too much online. <laughs> if you have spare time, we really need to be on the button here, studying the word, getting ready, read why. And so I found this. The more you study the word, the more you become confident in who God is because it's confirmed in the word and it becomes your reality. So I also said to my daughter recently, it's about happy memories this life, making the best of it. So in every tough situation that you're encountering, create yourself some happy memories with the Lord, you know, like run a bath and sit with some candles and some nice music, listen to the Bible, speak to God, to say how you're feeling about everything because he wants to be a part of your life every day 
in every little thing. <laughs> he really is amazing. The the whole uh, world is really in a in a state at the moment. And the thing is, it's not just you; it's everyone. Okay, we're all going through this, right? And it is horrible. It is, I know. But we have got sanctuary with the Father under His wings, and through the truth, we will have victory. And we will no longer be in slavery, because this is the war between truth and lies right now. Light and dark, life and death, the final test. This is it. And so we've got to prove ourselves worthy. And so in every test, we've got to seek the Lord. Because I believe, just like the story of Job, where he is tested, I believe we all go through that in some way or other. And we all have different skill sets. Yesterday, I'd been out, and when I came back, there was a lady looking for directions, and I tried to help her, and her phone was nearly flat. And we got talking about the Lord, and she handed her life to the Lord. And uh, I came into my house to get her a Bible, and gave her one. And uh, what I found is. She was telling me that she was having quite a hard time, and that the Lord had sent many people in different ways to speak to her. And so, I believe this is the way that the Lord works. He's a giant traffic controller. He'll send people into your life, but also he's not just testing you; he's testing those other people around you, watching you, seeing how you react. Someone today was asking about the Sabbath day, and.、Uh, Whether we should still celebrate it, and yes, of course we should, because heaven and earth will have to pass away before all the laws pass away. But also, Jesus fulfills the law in you believing in Him. So the laws are no longer written in stone on tablets; they're written on your heart, and you get a new heart which is circumcised. So it's a whole spiritual thing, and every day is Sabbath day, and we are the church now. So these are all really amazing things, but you need to have a catch up with the you like your dad, father, and so he is your father. You've got to understand. I don't really think that we have any idea what's been happening in the last hundred years. Everyone, I'm sorry to tell you, but the stuff I'm finding out is that this is all a test, really. When you realise that God's in control of everything,、um, there's no arguing. And the thing is, as well, we can have a one-to-one relationship with the Creator of the whole world at a one-to-one level, and no one can have an impact on God's opinion of you, because God knows your heart. He's counted all your hairs on your head. He knew you before you were made. So everything about you, God has a purpose. You have a purpose. If you're feeling down, speak to God. Tell Him you're feeling down. Tell Him it's all a bit much. I've been talking to quite a few people who are very depressed. There's a lot of us that are struggling with it. Okay, and what I found is I just told the Lord. I told Him、uh, just a couple of weeks ago. I was saying、oh, I feel a bit deflated. I do. It's hard to be motivated in this material world because everything's 
all sort of directed towards evil and I don't want to serve an evil world and be part of it. But remember, you're in the world, not of the world. You're only here as a temporary resident, as a guest. So don't be too obsessed with the, the works and the things of this world because we are from the Lord, joined together in spirit. So the material world doesn't matter because it'll have to go. <laughs> but this is all what I think is this journey is all about you finding out how real God is and building the relationship. It's a bit like reading a book. You won't know how to comprehend the end of the story unless you've read the beginning. That's the way the Lord shows me. And in this way, when everything unfolds, it'll be hard for people to comprehend unless they have a full understanding of the beginning. So this is where the Spirit is given to us, to give us understanding and to get into the Word. But if you're in doubt and you're not sure where to start, I strongly recommend that you just start from the beginning of the Bible and ask the Spirit to help you. You will come under spiritual attack as well. And when you decide to study and really get into the Word, pray to God and ask Him to remove all evil. Do the sinner's prayer every day. Jesus is our daily sacrifice. And he is our daily bread. So he is a um, main part of why we're here, why we, we have life, why we have a solution to this evil that's going on, because there is a means to the end. Yes. There, when you know the end, you'll know the beginning. So uh, <laughs> I'm finding everything is just so overwhelming. And it is. But... It's so amazing to know that God is real and it's so reassuring that he's with you, isn't it? I think so. Um, you know, when I was reading the Bible, I was reading about Jesus when the day before he was going to be killed, he told his disciples, apostles, he said, I'm going up the hill to talk with my father. Please stay awake. And he came back and had fallen asleep. It happened a couple of times. And I realized, you know, it's in three of the, in the Gospels. So it's repeated. And uh, I just started to cry. I went to bed that night and I just started to cry. So what went through my mind was Jesus knew that he was going to be killed the next day and he wanted to talk to his apostles about it and just have some companionship and it hurt me that he was all on his own obviously he had the Holy Spirit and but I was crying in bed and I felt the presence of the Lord. I felt like someone was cuddling me. And uh, when that happened, it must have been the Lord, you know. 
And it's very beautiful. It really is very beautiful what the Lord did for us. And it's for our glory and his glory in all one body of Christ. You see, Jesus, the head priest, who is talking to, to God, his, his Father, our Father, which is all one. <sighs> and so we've just got to remember that we're all joined together. Jesus was right. Everything he said is true. And even though it seems sometimes hard to understand what he was saying, it's becoming more and more clear as time goes on. And everything manifests in our lives to see it with our own eyes. When I was saved, <laughs> the Lord really showed up. But it was for my eyes only. Other people would have thought I was crackers. I knew that the Lord was real. Strongly recommend you get a diary and start writing in it all the things that the Lord has done for you. Because it acts as a living testimony, it will remind yourself. I have often gone through my notes what the Lord's done. And I thought, oh my gosh, that was horrendous. And I go through all the passages that the Lord brought to me at that time. And it just fills me with peace. In a way, it's my own little book of the Bible, of my story with the Lord, of his story in my life, all for his glory. And but sometimes we doubt the Lord. We do. And that's why I have my little book with notes of all the miracles. And um, that really helps me. So it may help you. And also think about getting baptized if you haven't been, and if you're baptized as a child, that's not proper baptism, okay? You need to be baptized as an adult, as a demonstration that you've handed your life to the Lord. And, uh, well, I trust that the Lord will keep you well in everything. Let's close now with the sinner's prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that you came to earth and died on the cross for my sins. I know that I am a sinner, and I beg forgiveness for my sins. I believe you are the Son of God, and you came to earth and died on the cross for me. And I'm thankful that you came and saved a wretch like me. I thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, I cast out all demons, hexes, curses, witchcraft, Satan and his cronies in the name of Jesus. I'm washed clean by the blood of Jesus Christ. And if my family have followed pagans, witchcraft, Satanism, Freemasons, or the Masons, or any tarot reader, or Ouija board, or pagan festivals, I ask that you release us from any generational curses and break those chains right now in the name of Jesus. I'm so sorry for what anything my family have done in the name of Jesus, I pray. I thank you, Father, for washing me clean. I am washed clean by the blood of Jesus Christ. And... Please give me sufficient funds to support myself and have a home and have food and all the things I need, job, vehicle, animals, please protect them, children, my family. Please, Lord, walk before me. Send your angels to protect me and my family, past, present and future. 
And also I pray that you'll give me wisdom and understanding so I can navigate this world, shine the light of Jesus so others may also come to know the truth in Jesus Christ. Please also give me peace and joy and happiness in my heart, spirit and mind and soul. I also cast out all illness and dis-ease in the name of Jesus. Your body will be completely healed and you'll be completely renewed in the name of Jesus. Any depression or anxiety, also cast all of that out. In Jesus' mighty name, the Lord loves you and is with you wherever you go. I thank you, Jesus, for everything. Say hi to everyone. I love you, everyone. All our family, they will love you. They love me. I love you. And we are together. Even though I'm not physically with you, we're all joined together in the spirit, which is so beautiful. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. It's Aisha from God FM. I hope you have a lovely day. In Jesus' name, goodbye.